This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Retail theft, otherwise known as shrinkage, has been exploding in volume, causing store owners, police, and politicians to fight back. Meanwhile, organized theft rings have made it tougher to control the losses. We'll hear from an expert. It's difficult because so many of the things that we've done to safeguard the vulnerable, to protect the merchandise itself, are ignored or in some cases defeated by these big groups. Then, kids and teens who volunteer have been found to have better physical health and an optimistic outlook on life. Oftentimes, these volunteering events are among others, and there's that ability to have that social engagement, which I think is invaluable. Those two stories and more are straight ahead on this week's InfoTrack. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Retailers, politicians, and police are fighting the rapid growth of retail theft with calls for stricter punishment for offenders. With the details, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Reed Hayes, a Ph.D. research scientist at the University of Florida. He's also director of the Loss Prevention Research Council, whose 180 major corporate members include Bloomingdale's, Home Depot, Target, Walgreens, and more. Mr. Hayes, industry groups say that losses from theft have been on the rise. Can you put that into numbers for us? Well, sure. I mean, when we first started keeping score... Many years ago, we were looking at about a $50 billion problem. Today, inventory losses are looking like they're just about $100 billion annually. So about double of what we had seen. That's right. Now, bear in mind, that's over 20 years. But the acceleration, the loss acceleration over the last three years has been very incredible. And how is so-called organized theft different from shoplifting? Well, there are high-impact offenders that are lone wolves, if you will. There always have been somewhat organized groups, you know, two or three or more that work together occasionally or regularly. But what's happened now is it's so lucrative, it's relatively safe, and it's very easy to convert stolen goods to cash online that there's been literally, I wouldn't say an explosion, but close to it in the amount of theft, the amount of incidents and the dollars per incident from organized groups. We've seen video of mobs descending on stores and stealing en masse. Is this kind of theft particularly difficult for stores to deal with? It's overwhelming for an individual store. It's really traumatizing for the employees and for customers that are there when it takes place. It's difficult because so many of the things that we've done to safeguard the vulnerable, to protect the merchandise itself, are ignored or in some cases defeated by these big groups. So that is also resulting in employees not wanting to work there being demoralized as well. So you're looking at a lot of losses and a lot of sort of psychological damage or harm as well. And is this kind of theft with the mobs, is that principally responsible for the acceleration, at least, that we've seen in the last few years that you mentioned? It's difficult to tell. We're starting to map the organized behavior or at least the high impact incidents or events themselves. And we're seeing those are much more widely dispersed. So it definitely accounts for a lot of the growth. Now, how much of that is still unclear early days, but the level is unprecedented. 
And if the trend does not turn around, how will this impact consumers besides just forcing prices higher? Well, prices are going to go higher and they already are. The retailers have to invest a lot, if you will, to protect the goods and protect the people in the stores. But here's what we're seeing right now, the ripple effects. You're seeing the individuals that don't want to work in these places, individuals that don't want to shop or at least after hours when it might be convenient, when it's dark outside after work, for example. So stores are closing and that's going to create the most inconvenience and even hardship and just to buy online is not easy. Millions of Americans don't have credit cards or the transportation that they need to go to more distant locations to shop. So you're going to see ripple effects and already are in some of these cities where retailers are pulling out. And with the stores closing, that's not just the inconvenience to the shoppers, but what in general terms is the economic impact to the community? Crime creates instability and mass crime like this creates mass instability and no country, no neighborhood, no area, no city that's unstable, unsafe, has a long-term solid prospect as far as, you know, success. So you're reducing job opportunities, investment in the community. You're looking at the tax base going down that pays for the services that people in that community are used to and may even more desperately need in the future. We're visiting with Reed Hayes, a Ph.D. research scientist at the University of Florida. He's also director of the Loss Prevention Research Council. Mr. Hayes, you hinted before about the rise of Internet shopping actually helping to fuel the problem of organized retail theft. Connect the dots for us and explain that. Well, it's sometimes pretty difficult to discriminate stolen goods or altered or counterfeit as well. So what's happened is you have these secondary tertiary markets. Some of them are in the dark web, some are on the bright web. And really in some of those popular selling websites, the tell is the fact that the selling price is below what probably even the largest retailers in the world would pay at a wholesale rate for that item. And when buying items online, what kinds of products do have a higher likelihood of being stolen and then resold on the internet? Highly popular items, things that are very valuable online that are readily converted to cash that most people use routinely or covet. They like small, they like concealable items or those items that they can steal in bulk in trash bags and other types of foil line bags. So you're going to see consumer goods, blade replacement packs, you know, white strips, some of the medications over the counter and electronics, of course, even sometimes perishables like seafood and so on. How do stores better protect themselves then from organized theft? They've been pretty good about collaborating with each other, sharing some of the information or intelligence on individuals and groups. Now they're getting closer and closer together and realize this has got to continue. Collaborative or collective protection, but also closer relations with the law enforcement partners that we've got. There are fewer police officers on the street and they're having to be reprioritized to some of the other violence and things that are going on. So they're working more closely together. They're leveraging technology sensors that are collecting imagery of the vehicles, the license plates, the clothing, the gates, and some of the characteristics of some of these offenders so that they might have an earlier warning. Okay, this vehicle just showed up in our parking lot that's been involved in three prior thefts, for example. So they can start to get ahead of the problem, have better evidence, and working with police take these groups out of circulation. And pick up on the comment that you made just a moment ago about the risk to the evildoers, to the criminals, being so much less than it used to be. How is that? Well, it's, you know, what the retailers call 
erosion of consequences. All of us, anybody that's been a parent or a grandparent or anybody that lives in a community knows we all need boundaries. We need guidelines, but we need some sort of consequences if we do something wrong. In this case, if we harm an individual or a place or both, that harm is in this case a crime, but in so many places, the consequences, the downside risk for them is down. And we just talked about the upside can be up because now retailers are not able to really pursue them for fear of getting their people, their employees hurt or killed. And so they're getting away with these things more frequently. So the consequences are down, the upside risk because of on-selling platforms is up. Do you believe then that retail stores need to hire off-duty police officers to secure the stores? In other words, gun-carrying professionals. And they're doing that. And some are now starting to use highly trained armed security guards or officers as well. It's not where they want to go, but to maintain an open status, that's what they've got to do. We're seeing now retailers, though, that are going to a model where everything in the store or the majority of the things are highly stolen will now be secured behind polycarbonate cases and you're going to have to use a vending machine. But again, that's going to require credit cards normally, or you're going to have to have an employee get that item for you. And it's, you know, we're talking about regressing back to when Woolworth opened the first store where you took things out from under glass. And speaking of employees, is there data indicating that they might also be a drain on company profits? Well, always the insider threats there. And most retailers over the last 30 years I've been involved have indicated in the surveys that we and others have done that really anywhere between 20 and 40% of their problem is the insider threat. The employee that is probably stealing themselves or cooperating with somebody else, collusion, or you might see them outright just making errors or ignoring and not following the procedures they're supposed to. A lot more to find out about this. Thank you so much, Reed Hayes of the Loss Prevention Research Council. We appreciate your sharing your knowledge with us. Always a pleasure. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, what happens when kids and teens volunteer? That story coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 